With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some guy walks up to me in the middle of Munich. He says to me, This is the Rich Eisen Show. Aren't you Susie Schuster's husband? No. With guest host Susie Schuster. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests, legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. 40-yard dash maven Rich Eisen. Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk. And now. Sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Well, hi there, everybody. Happy Friday to you all. Susie Schuster with you for Rich Eisen. Love to keep him out of the studio because you all know how I like to be in the chair. Happy to be with you all. It is Mimosa Friday. We will start drinking any minute now. TJ Jefferson, good morning. Light up your candle. Open up that bottle, please. How are you, sir? Well, we're about to get drunk, so I'm feeling pretty good in anticipation of a little bit of the bubble there. I like how you relax when I'm in the chair. It <laughs> makes me very happy. Mikey D, how are you? Good morning, Susie. I'm Good morning. I'm well. I'm well. Rockman, how are you? It's another day, so I look better and better. <laughs> wow. Here we go. Do you really? Here we go. Good That's to know, right. even without makeup in studio. Did my own makeup this morning. You okay? Did you hurt yourself? Yeah, it's rough. He's wearing sweatpants to work today. So. You're wearing sweatpants? Thanks wearing for showing sweatpants. up. They're designer, so oh, you know okay. what I mean? Okay, big baller type wow. sweatpants. Maybe keep your maybe keep your legs Man. down. I gotta show the in ankle. The studio. You know I, mean? I got nice ankles. Those Do are, you? Yeah, those are five dollar Ross sweatpants. Is what <laughs> you're saying to you? What's happening they were here? Not five dollars. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey. Hey. How are you? Great to see you. How are you? How are you? Good morning. How are you? Hey. How are you? Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to call. You know I love those calls. I think we have a poll question up. I actually texted the guys around six thirty. They were sleeping. I was up. Not true. Cage was a maniac last what night. What happened? Sick. Threw up in the middle of the night. Oh. Staying home. You know what it is, Mikey? Here's what I think. T-ball starts this weekend. I think he's nervous. Well, oh, you think so? Like, I think he's nervous. Co-ed Stomach? T-ball? Little butterfly. Southern California. Co-ed T-ball? Oh, I have no idea. We'll find out who's on his team uh, right. tonight at the uh, kind of kickoff celebration. Wow. I've so, seen my man rake in the backyard. He, he ain't scared. He ain't nervous. No, he's going to drop bombs. I'm, I'm worried he's going to be like 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 Otani out there just <laughs> destroying everyone. Otani. <laughs> Uh, you know, this hey, reminds Johnny. me, you say, is he nervous? It's the old Dan Patrick, the first day of Rich's um, Sports Center. And Dan walked up to him, and Rich is looking at the tapes, reviewing. He's ner- you know, And Dan walks up and says, are you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> that would make you. Just 
even more nervous. <laughs> Vacate the premises, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, your kid's sick. Sarah Jackson, our makeup artist, uh, her son had a 104-degree fever. Oh, she, no. She called me last night. She said, Susie, you know, our bam makeup artist about after me is on vacation can you do your own makeup and i said hell no i'm, 40, I'm 51 years old you better find a magician to come in here this morning Listen to you. i mean seriously well speaking of magicians uh Abercadabra. caleb williams did you like that little transition hey. thanks so much that's why that's, you got Emmys. You know that's what I mean? why yeah that's why i have hardware yeah, you know I mean, what i'm saying that's why i've got the hardware that's why i've got the hardware so uh. caleb williams since the time we've been waiting for he finally spoke at the NFL Combine this morning. And hey, guys, did you know that Rich is at the Combine? Hey, uh, oh, that's where he's at. That's where he's at. Oh, I was watching last night. Big man running last night. What did you think? There were some fast, fast there were some, some chuggers fast, last some night. Dudes. Chop Robinson, dudes. did he run last night? Chop Robinson. How'd he do? Chop, fast. Fast. Penn <laughs> State. Chop, Dallas Turner, fast. Peyton Wilson, fast. All their 40s, faster than Christian McCaffrey's 40. No way. Seven years ago. Fact. By the way, do you know why Chop Robinson is named Chop? Do you know why Chop Robinson is named Chop? I did see this story. So he was 14 pounds when he came out of his mom. And his mom was like, you look like a pork chop. (laughs) 14 14 pound baby. Wow. I read that and I wanted to pass out. 14 pounds? 14 pounds? I got to pray it was a (laughs) C-section. I got got to pray. Oh, wow. (laughs) Let me me tell you something. That woman deserves a house and a car. She, okay. She deserves. A boat, she deserves a, a parking lot full of cars. Okay. But by the way, names you. I mean, that's a fantastic football name, Chop, Chop. Robinson. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. 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 That's an all timer. Yeah. Chop. Can somebody come up with a list of great nicknames, please? Well, you remember I kind of did that with the college. Oh, thing, I love but that. That was like yeah. giving them nil deals, not based on an all time. Right. List, but yeah, we can do that. It's kind of a different key and peel, right? A different one as they go through like some of the crazy names. Because <laughs> these are actual names. Yeah, these, these are real these names. These are the real names. Come I on, Chris, it. do something over I there. I love it. 844-204-RICH is the number to call. We will take your calls. We do have a poll question up, but maybe a better poll question is what is your favorite nickname of all time Ooh. for NFL players or college players or what have you? I still love Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. We will talk about him in a minute. Ooh, that's an NBA player, though. You said it could be anything. I'm just okay, talking. Hey, hey, man, we only have four I'm in the chair. The I get to do whatever yeah, I want. True. This is Susie Schuster's show. Thank right you very now. much. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So Caleb Williams did speak. We've been all waiting to hear from him this morning um, at the combine, and um, I, I got to tell you something. The guy is just charming. I mean, if anybody was wondering what he was going to be like out there. Uh, we know now. I mean, talk about calm. Talk about poised. And how about the onions on this guy to come in and say, you know what, medical-wise, if you want to meet with me, we can do it individually, but I'm not meeting with all 32 teams. The first guy to come to a combine and lay down the law about medical. And, Chris, we were talking about it this morning. Yeah. We'll hear from him in a minute. But, you know, that's what the guys do. And, and you, I, I don't know why I didn't realize just how arduous it was to sit through 32 different pokes and prods. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a process. Every team's doctors get an opportunity if they choose uh, to, to, you know, check these guys out. And it's the same. These guys kind of answer the same questions. They get kind of, you know, boom, boom, boom. It's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cattle show in, in a weird way. And uh, Caleb Williams said, uh-uh, not doing that. 
Yeah. Here's I got my own medical report. We're meeting with you guys. Take a look at it. Yeah, let's listen to to Caleb Williams now. Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Um, you know, not 32 teams can draft me. Uh, there's only one of me. Um, and so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, um, you know, those teams will have the, the medical, and, and, and that'll be it. I didn't feel the need to, to go out and throw. Um, I played around 30-some games, I believe. Um, go ahead and go watch real, real live ball of me and uh, see how I am as a competitor. Oh, yeah, easy breezy. There's no sweat on that forehead. Mm-hmm. He's just with a big smile on his face. And, and again, he's coming. He is a Heisman Trophy winner. He's coming from Los Angeles. This is a guy who's used to attention. He's had a lot of it. But, I mean, just didn't didn't break a stride. Just, oh, yeah, here's what I'm going to do here, and I'm going to change the NFL history, the trajectory, by saying, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm not going to do. Here is Caleb on being an artist on the field. No, I've I've actually heard that about the artist or, or surgeon thing, and um, I like to I like to think that when it's time to be surgical, you you know it's it's time to be surgical. Um, you know, there's been many games where uh, it gets late in the game, and and I've and I've ran or scrambled, and and you know through a crazy pass. That's that's been the artist, the magician. Um, and then and then you know there's been times where even you know when I hurt my hamstring and I couldn't run, um, I sat in the pocket the whole time, you know the rest of the game, and and, and delivered the ball. Oh yeah, when I'm hurt, here's what I do. When I'm not here, when I'm not hurt, here's what I do. I'm a magician. I'm an artist. He feels pretty good about himself, and he is. Why shouldn't he? I mean, let's face it. This kid is set up to succeed. It sure sounds like. Uh, here's Caleb. Let's take another. Let's just keep rolling in. Uh, his thoughts on the Bears. I mean, the Bears are was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and uh, seven and seven to ten. Sorry, and and um, you know that's. That's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and, and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting, you know, if you could go into a situation like that. And let's wrap up a little bit more sound from him on what do does wanna, he want to know about the Bears? Just do you want to win? That's it. I think they want to win, guys. What do you think? I mean... I hope so. He he crushed. He's Can we call there. him Caleb Copperfield since he's a magician? Though? The magician. I like that. Abracadabra B. What nickname will Rich force on him? That's oh, the question. Oh, gosh. The, the, the Caleb the Actual. Actual. Oh, see, Chris, we're the... Too. <laughs> the, <Yeah>. collateral. <laughs> the collateral. The collateral. This is a guy that hadn't spoke to the media the since November. You know, he kind of infamously shut it down after USC started losing some games. He wouldn't talk in the post game mm-hmm. uh, to the local press here in LA, and took a lot of heat for that. You know, a lot of people called him immature, and how's this going to play at the next level? Can't do that, leader of men. You got to go up there and be accountable. Yeah, they lost five of their last six, and he skipped the presser after UCLA, yeah. which, as we know here in Los Angeles, SC UCLA is epic. I mean, lost the whole the town la- lost five of the last six, and I think his defense gave up forty-three points a game in those games. So Caleb Williams had to be responsible for six-plus touchdowns just to give his team a chance to win these games. And they were in all of these games for the most part. So, you know, they could say he lost five of six. Caleb Williams stunk last year. I don't, I don't really think so. So this kid's going to be the number one pick, and it was nice to see him get up there and talk. And I have a feeling you're going to see all the commentary after this being like, blew us away, answered all the questions. This kid's really impressive. And if there were any doubts if he was going to go number one, 
it's over now. I imagine the odds are going to change dramatically. Like it, it's only him, and it's just a matter of is it going to be Chicago or is some team going to make the Bears kind of a godfather offer and they're going to go get him, whether it's Washington or, or somebody else further down. And, and, you know, there was a lot of talk about did he want to go play for the commanders? Did he want to go home? Right. I mean, you don't get to choose, right? This is like the one place choose. where the NFL, they are all in charge. It's who they want. And let's face it, how would you, how would polls possibly pass on him at this point? Can't do it. I think you have to do it. He's the new face of your franchise in Chicago, hopefully for a long, a long time to, to come. So it's just now you got to get off of Justin Fields. Kind of a weird clip that went viral the other day. His manager posted, and you can kind of hear in the background, hey, do you want to go back home? So that's why the Atlanta is now the big betting favorite uh, for the landing spot for Justin Fields for next year. Uh, That's where I would expect him to be. Uh, You got to do that as soon as possible. Give him the best opportunity, do right by him, and then it's all Caleb all the time moving forward now for the for Chicago. Pro Football Talk had a funny tweet. They were saying, we just spent 10 minutes with Caleb Williams. Condolences to the Vikings, Lions, and Packers. This guy's the real deal, and the Bears will have their first franchise quarterback since Sid Luckman. And why not? They're probably already printing jerseys. Wait, wait, so Chicago. they saying Jay Culler wasn't a franchise quarterback? Is that what I'm understanding? Jay who? Sorry. <laughs> just curious. Bears all-time leading passer, I believe, right? He might be. I mean, you got to wonder what what numbers he's going to blow through if this is a successful venture. He's going to be. I think he's going to be amazing. <laughs> and everything that we've been wondering about the kid for the last two seasons, I think we're going to see play out on Sundays. And if they can get him, Roma Dunze or another wide receiver at number nine uh, to go with DJ Moore and the rest of their offensive weapons, like look out, it's yes. going to be. It's hopefully you know Bears fans have been long suffering for for a while now, and so. Hopefully they can get really excited and have some winning teams to root for here in the next decade. Yeah, if they if they get this right, Seth Rollins will be tweeting, I love football a lot more than I hate football over the next few Sundays. So. Right, right. Well, right. fun show ahead of us, guys. Yeah. Um, Rich Eisen will, of course, show up from the Combine. Spoke to him this morning. He's getting How's, limber how's he for doing? He's good? 15 hours on TV today. Stretching. <laughs> he was going out for breakfast. Been a, a rough time for the kids. Oh yeah, we uh we we need to know who the brunch Friday brunch guest yeah, was. Yeah, that right. was undecided the other day. Oh yeah, he was slotting his schedule. I yeah, think, he was. Right? He was trying to figure out, make some moves, trying to fit people in. Listen, it's very busy in Indy. There's a lot insight? of business. Did you get insight on who the guest was? I mean, sources told me that he had a plan. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. All right, not sources. sure. Sources are telling me that, that he had a plan. Close to the situation. Per source. Per I source, thought yeah. after uh, Christopher Russo yesterday, who, by the way, hey, was doggy. so hilarious. Hey, doggy, Mikey, doggy. I loved having him on. If you missed that interview, please go check it out on YouTube. Uh, I thought let's keep rolling with. Great all-timer guest. Brent Musburger joins us. Mahalo, aloha from Hawaii this morning. Aloha means goodbye. What are you saying? Brent's Brent's in Hawaii? Should I say aloha, mahalo? (laughs) Yeah, it's early. Brent got up early to join (laughs) us. Early in Hawaii. And and I don't think it's just because he knows they sent him chocolate-covered cranberries from Mount Leia's after he comes on. But, you know, whatever. Maybe there's a little bit of... Back and forth with Brent and myself. Maybe it's a little gift situation, but he will come on. Let's ask him what he thinks about Caleb Williams. And also, I think we should embarrass him. He's going to be embarrassed when I tell him, and he knows about what Dan Patrick has started about why isn't he in the Hall of Fame. I'd love to know why he thinks he's not in the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, Marshall Falk will call in. He's going to zoom in as well, because I really, I'm very troubled by the 
continual denigration of the running back position. And I want to hear his thoughts on that, too. And also Marshall's like your your, your co-pilot most of the time. Marshall's my work husband. You're not, uh, <laughs> he is. Handsome guy. You know? So, uh, you know, you know my type. Bald, Marshall, bald Rich. Beard. I mean, you can see the... Um, just practically the same guy, right? Yeah. Just, I mean, they just have the same fast, speed, athleticism. That's right, fast, you know. fastball guys. I mean, <laughs> Jews, running backs, Hall of Famers. Why not? Marshall's honorary. Oh my, fantastic! So yeah, we'll have him as well. We're Let's really, do it. and then we got Mimosa Friday. I, I think it's time to, to light up your your candles. Lit the, the candles. Is lit. the bottle open? About to be. What are you waiting for? Oh, Atta hey. boy! You're gonna take out a ceiling. You're gonna wow, take you out a light one day with man. that, TJ. That's the plan. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I don't want any injuries during this. I oh, don't have to. Well, I don't want to give a sideline report. When we come back, the great Brent Musburger. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. I got a recruiting story. You want what to hear you a recruiting story? You think Harbaugh's crazy. So I'm recruiting, right, for Cal. Mm-hmm. Is that fire real? It is definitely not so, real. So I'm... I'm uh, it's a television set, Steve. I'm recruiting back in Minnesota, and it's like January, all right? And it's snow, and it's cold, and everything this like that. This when you were the HC of Cal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're sitting around at a home visit, right? Family visit. Yeah. So the kids there, the mom and dad, little sisters are there grandparents are there and we're just kind of having hot chocolate right yeah and so um it's kind of you know we're talking about let's go to cal you know it's great school the best in the world and all that stuff yes and so when you sit there for several hours sometimes the conversation's good and sometimes it drags all right 
So, so it, it started to drag, and I was running out of things to say, <laughs> if you can imagine that. Yeah, right. And so there, it was snowing out, and it was cold, and it was cool. It was just awesome being in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a cat sitting over by the fireplace, mm-hmm. right? Like, just like, like this fire. Just like this, this fire, fire, when he was a real fire rich. Yeah. And it was a cat, and it was all curled up, and it looked so cozy, so awesome. Yeah. And then conversation was dragging a little bit, and I went, ah. Wouldn't you just love to be that cat right now? <laughs> and and everybody looked at the cat, and just as I, just as everybody looked, it rolled over and started licking himself all over the place. Like, <laughs> Grandma looked at me like, what? <laughs> I didn't get that kid, all right? <laughs> it didn't go well after that. <laughs> kind of went downhill. Oh, yeah, but that cat, oh, my gosh. that cat just kind of screwed me over a little bit. And he's like, wow. timing is Looked everything. like it was screwing itself over. Oh, man, you're me. cozy for a while. Hey, everybody. Just texting with Brent in Hawaii. As I try to manage some of the bookings, is he, right? Uh, is he awake? He's up. I mean, he's incredible. You know what I realized in the commercial break? I thought to myself, did I do the math wrong? Did I tell him the wrong time? So I suddenly had this panic attack mm-hmm. that I basically told him the wrong time, which I probably did. Well, it's three hours difference in Hawaii. Is it three hours or two hours? It's three. three. So it's six, you know, just after 6 a.m. in Hawaii. I mean, how funny. Like, this is, by the way, here's a little window in how I work. I'm texting him right now. Hey, Brent, are you up? Brent, I think I'm... <laughs> you know, you just have to sometimes roll with it. You got to roll with it. And he may or may not join us momentarily. So you and did he tell him the wrong us- time? Or- Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's fine. You guys, I mean, it's a side hustle. This is a side hustle. Yeah, I mean, I'm this just is constantly, gig, you, know, you know, it's not my full-time gig. That's yeah, early. Yeah. I don't do math. I went to a college with no math requirement. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> by the way, no kidding. Um, who watched uh, the Spurs last night, by the way? I didn't catch the game. I cut all the good highlights. So, And boy, were they good. Oof. You know, we talk about Victor Wembanyama as like, you know, points, assists, what have you. How about the fact that this guy stands there and just flat-footed blocks like a crazy person? Right. Watching the matchup with OKC last night and Chet Holmgren and basically, you know, he was 7-1. But five times he just swatted the ball away from him like he was a baby. And I just thought to myself as I was driving in, all-time blocks leader, Hakeem the Dream Elijahwan. Mm-hmm. That's going down. By the way, bye-bye. <laughs> what won't this guy? That's going what down. What won't this guy do uh, right now? Wemby had this stat line is crazy. He had 28 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, and five blocks. That's the first time ever in NBA history there's been a stat line like that. Ever. He's a rookie. Hand him Rookie of the Year. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. He should be in the running this year. He won't win it, but he, he should be in the running. He'll probably win it next year, and we're talking MVP in the next three years. This guy's unbelievable. He's going to live up to all the hype. Of course, asterisks, barring injury. But this guy's been the real deal. He's answered every bell, TJ. It's been kind of amazing, actually, because you're not knowing what this guy was. Nobody in America really ever seen him play. Yeah, except unless, for the junkies. Unless you're, a, you know, a real sicko. Yeah. But he's totally lived up to the hype, and and I'm here for it. Yeah, I think you know it's just because 
I guess it was almost the perfect thing, right, for him to go to San Antonio. Right. Not a lot of media pressure on him, so we're not hearing about him. Like he's not the the A block story every single night. So he's able to work on his craft, hone his skills, and, and relative anonymity. You know, as much as you can be anonymous, uh, anonymous when you're seven foot thirteen inches tall and mm-hmm. you know play basketball. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's fun to watch this guy, and I. It, and yesterday, Chris, I, I spoke about how, you know, my my dislike of the Lakers made me not appreciate Kobe, and I never wanted that to happen again. So as a basketball fan, this is just fun. It's fun to watch this kid grow, and it's going to be fun to watch him going forward because we're seeing something special, man. And you had a chance. You could have got off <laughs> Philly. You could have got off uh, the Clippers. We kind of joked about it when the Spurs won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't. You stuck pat with your team, and now, be honest, you regret it. I, I mean, look, I, I'm loyal, if if nothing else, but let's not forget, like I told you guys, my godbrother is a former Spurs legend. I don't know why that wasn't my favorite team to start with anyway, but I, I watched them, I appreciate them, and hope nothing but the best for this guy, Susie, because this is, this is special. So it, you, you mentioned the blocks record. He's averaging four blocks a game in four. February. Uh, then the last seven games, he has five, four, five, 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 three, and ten blocks. Like it's just ridiculous. Well, I mean, he's a thing. He's a dream to watch, and that's why I thought about it on the way down. And that's when I was kind of, um, I wasn't driving with my foot up. I wasn't driving with nothing, but I just thought, you know what, I'm going to uh, do a little research into him. You definitely. And when had I your saw that blocks leader, come on, tell the truth. Perhaps. Okay. Let's <laughs> ask. Let's ask Brent Musburger uh, about Victor Womanyama. I'd love to ask him about your thoughts on that, Brent. As we say, aloha to you, and thank you so much for rolling with my craziness this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. I got my first cup of coffee. Aloha, <laughs> Wimby. <laughs> you know, the only thing that surprises me, Susie is that that team hasn't won more games. You know, I, I tune over and watch him every now and then. I get more into the NBA and the playoffs. But uh, uh, he is a prize. And that uh, that game that you talked about, the 5-5-5-5-5-5 five, 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 five forever, uh, yeah, he was magnificent. He runs the floor with, with grace. Uh, and he's able to dribble down easily and uh, and make passes. So, you know, I think the future is great for the uh, San Antonio Spurs, but obviously they have to get a better team around him and then and then go from there. But uh, he's a delight to watch, I have to tell you that. And Greg Popovich couldn't be a better coach for him as he molds him and grows him into the potential that he has in front of him. You have so much experience watching the NBA. Have we ever seen anything like him before, and what do you expect of him? That's a very good question. Uh, my answer off the top of my head is no. We haven't. Obviously, I expect multiple championships, and uh, Popovich will will bring together a group, and then he'll turn it over to a uh, a younger coach going forward. The biggest change, Susie, around the NBA since I was around it, uh, this, that goes way back into the uh, 80s, the era of the Celtics and the Lakers and the Lakers and the Celtics, et cetera, et cetera, and then Michael Jordan appears uh, for the running of the Bulls. The the biggest difference is, and I think Michael Jordan probably started to bring it in, the individuals are so much better than they were during my era. The game the game depended on a ball move much more physical than it is now. 
uh, when you tried to drive the lane, et cetera, et cetera, you were going to catch a couple of elbows. And then LeBron James epitomizes, uh, LeBron epitomizes the differences in the NBA, the all-around skill, one person, his fourth quarter. His fourth quarter against the Clippers is one of the most magnificent fourth quarters I've ever seen, and he's he's one of the old guys now. And uh, he took charge of the game, and it was the greatest comeback that he's had in the fourth quarter. So, so what we have now, we have the greatest individuals who we've ever seen on a basketball floor, and along comes Wimby at his size with the ability to do what he and he he will be the next generation. LeBron will pass the torch to Wimby, and uh, we'll go from there. You know, you look at the two of them and you set up these two, the the future and the past, and clearly LeBron is not the past, he's the present. But which is more impressive to you as you you look at the – is it the numbers that LeBron plays night after night? Is it the actual output? Because he can't sustain this. We talk about this all the time. We talked about this at length yesterday. He can't play the minutes that he does, and yet he's in the top five of the NBA in current minutes played. And so I'm wondering if you could put that into perspective for me. Well, Susie, it's uh, it's unreal what he does because of his age uh, and able his ability. I'll tell you, the first time I watched him this season was not that game the other night against the Clippers, but it was a championship uh, game of the tournament, and they moved it to Las Vegas, and he took over. And I was I was very impressed because LeBron certainly doesn't need the money, but. He knew the kids on the bench did, uh, that they weren't that well paid, a couple hundred thousand dollars apiece, I think, that night uh, in Las Vegas in their championship game. And I was very impressed with how hard he played as a team. Davis also, obviously, uh, was was able to be a huge factor in that game and is able to help LeBron when when he's completely healthy. Uh, So I would say about LeBron, He's way ahead of Wimby because of what he has accomplished. Okay, we we look at Wimby and we see great things and great size and the ability to do what he did the other night in that game. Uh, but he has not accomplished anywhere near what LeBron has. I mean, when you – LeBron, a little bit different than Michael in that he moved his championship from city to city to city, uh, whereas Wimby, Wimby hasn't even been in the playoffs yet. So we don't want to – I would say to everybody, just slow the roll a little bit until until he's able to lead the Spurs into a championship. I mean, LeBron, LeBron clearly has that skill going, as did Michael. I mean, people forget that Michael took a year off to play minor league baseball before he came back, and then the Bulls uh, went on and won more championships. And uh, and Michael Jordan drove that team with the Bulls. I covered him on radio for. Uh, for CBS back in that day, and then ABC, and uh, I was at courtside, and I'll never forget one championship game. They were coming down the floor. Steve Kerr had come off the bench, and he was in the backcourt alongside. Michael had the ball, and right in front of our table, Michael Jordan leaned over and said, shoot the ball, Stevie, shoot the damn ball. And they went back down, and he went inside, and then Pippen whipped it outside, and Kerr nailed a big three-pointer with time running down in the fourth quarter. That was so, you know, Jordan and LeBron, Jordan passed the torch to LeBron and both won championships. With Wimby, you know, we're still amazed at his size and his ability to do things, but he has not accomplished anything yet. So we have to, I said, we just have to slow the roll a little bit and, uh, and see, you know, how durable is he going to be? I mean, both Michael and Jordan turned in monstrous, monstrous minutes 
throughout their career. And the game is physical. It takes a toll. You're running up a die. I think, as I recall during my era, we put uh, a monitor on John Havlicek because he moved so much during a game. And I think, Susie, I think it was 13 miles he ran in a Celtic game, which which gives you an idea of, uh, of some of the toll on some of these guys. And you think about the number of years that that Jordan and uh, certainly LeBron James now have done that. So I would, I, I would just say let's let's just hold on. Let's let's see what the Spurs. First of all, the Spurs have to get a team around him. I mean that that goes without saying. So the uh, the scouts and everybody, you know, free agency and the draft, uh, because they certainly are not there yet. I guess that's the only thing. The only thing that surprises me is that the Spurs haven't won more games with uh, with Wimby there. And, uh, you know, I keep an eye on it because I'm always kind of interested in uh, in who's going to qualify for the playoffs and who those top top six teams are. But when you, when you look at the standings and the Spurs have only won 12 games, 12 games now, all right? Now – that's only two other teams have fewer, and that would be the lowly Detroit Pistons and Washington Wizards. So, so I think we just have to I, listen. I don't want to put Wimby in the Hall of Fame just yet. If that, if that answers your question, one hundred percent. Brett Musburger joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich. I should ask you, what is your favorite Michael Jordan memory? <laughs> well, the way that he off the floor. Okay, my my favorite memory is off the floor, and uh, it it involves a Bulls practice in which Dennis Rodman showed up about twenty to thirty minutes late. It wasn't the finals, but it was early in a playoff run, and and it wasn't Phil, my buddy Phil Jackson who went over to talk to Rodman when he came in late. It was Michael Jordan who went over, and Michael and Michael I couldn't hear the conversation, but but Michael was making it quite clear you will be on time for the rest of the practices in the playoffs. It's uh, the, the leadership that would be then. And then in North Carolina, when we did CBS had just taken it over and it was Georgetown with Patrick Ewing against uh, a loaded North Carolina team coached by Dean Smith. And it was Michael Jordan who took the payoff shot from the uh, corner, uh, nailed the big shot that sent the Tar Heels to a, a, a championship. Uh, Jordan was was a man of the moment and uh, was one of a kind, as is LeBron James. I've always wondered what it would have been like if LeBron James had gone, not directly to the NBA, but had gone to college. And, and I'm sure he would have won an NCAA championship uh, someplace. So I think that the, the one thing about the NBA, uh, unlike I think any other league, is is one player can carry a franchise, and obviously, as the old story goes, you need the three key players out there, and that's true for the game. But you get that one great, great player, and you build around him, and and you win championships. But uh, I'm sure there are stories about LeBron James behind the scenes too. I wasn't as close to him as I was to Michael, uh, but Michael was the greatest leader of men that I've ever been around. What didn't we know about Michael that you know? <laughs> uh, Susie, that's off the record. Uh, he, was, <laughs> he was a world traveler. Let me say that, okay? Great guy to be around. And uh, uh, loved every minute of him. I did not succeed as an owner. Um, 
guess what I knew about him early was how much he loved to gamble. Uh, not obviously not on NBA and not on sports, but but I knew I knew guys. In fact, I knew guys who hustled him in golf. Uh, they would lie about their handicap and that. And Michael Michael loved big money games. The bigger the bigger the price, the better the better Michael played. And um, maybe maybe when he got out of the Charlotte deal, maybe what he wants is a piece of the. Uh, future franchise in Las Vegas because for sure there will be an NBA team in Las Vegas soon. No doubt about that. No kidding. What did you think about how Vegas handled the Super Bowl? I think every Super Bowl should be played in Las Vegas. Does that answer your question? <laughs> you know, Brent. It was incredible. <laughs> you know, Susie, um, you know, there were there were a couple of people. I, I guess I was surprised about Joe Buck. Um you know, yeah, we we have problems in Las Vegas from time to time, but certainly so does other other major cities. And I knew I knew that the league had planned long and hard for this. I, I will tell you, I went as a fan with my my boys, and um, it was the easiest access to a Super Bowl that I've ever had. As I cleared through security and everything, I was amazed. They moved many of the entrance uh, gates across the street from the stadium. There was no on-site parking, and I thought that was going to be a nightmare. But it turned out uh, not to be such. And then uh, I was as interested as to how the league handled it as as I was the game itself and uh, how they moved the sets in and out at halftime and before the game. I, I walked away saying the league deserves an enormous amount of credit for how they set this up, the the guys that went in there and saw how they could handle the facility. And they knew that most of the fans would not be local people living in Las Vegas, but most would be coming from the hotels over on the Strip. That allowed them some access. We got decent weather. It had rained earlier in the week, but it had cleared up on game day. And so we had thousands and thousands of people uh, walk across Hacienda uh, from the Las Vegas Strip uh, to the game. Then they had asked for volunteers within the city to be ushers and, and to help with people and everything. I had some friends. They were paid $16 an hour, but gave them access to, to watch the Super Bowl. They didn't have to pay thousands of dollars for a ticket. And it, it was one of the best experiences uh, I've ever had. Uh I thought the people who volunteered as ushers did it out. And I know Allegiant because I'm a season ticket holder. And uh, I just thought it was handled extremely well. Uh, we were in a section, predominantly Kansas City fans below us, but but there were still 49er fans around. And uh, it was it was a really well-behaved crowd. And uh, the game, to be perfectly honest, was a dreadful first half. and then And then it took over. I think at the end we had, oh my, we might have had nine consecutive possessions of a score, either a field goal or a touchdown, which led to the great ending in overtime. And, and of course, the great lingering controversy of should the 49ers have, have gone on defense. I, I must say that I I defend Shanahan because his his defenders had been on that field for a long, long field goal tying drive by the Chiefs. And uh, if you wanted to rest them, and my, my, I guess my only criticism of Shanahan would have been when he had that third down just before the fourth down field goal in overtime, I think I would have said 
to the quarterback, we're going for it. We're going for two downs. We're going to run. You're not going to pass on third down. That pass play was blown up. I would have gone for the first down. If you take the ball first in overtime, I say to my offense, we're going in for a touchdown. If we cross that 50, it's four downs on every play. So let's go for it. That, that, that's my only second guess. Uh, Susie, when he had the, when he had the fourth and long, he had to kick the field goal. And, and of course, you know, he had, he had the, he had the Chiefs on fourth and one. Uh, when they took the ball over, he could have won the Super Bowl if they had uh, stopped him. And of course, Mahomes got loose for that great run. And, uh, so we go from there. So the game was great. And then, uh, the exit from the game was handled extremely well. Of course, I live on the other, I live on the west side of Las Vegas. So that's the easy way to get out of Allegiance. So, but I, I was very impressed with how uh, I saw I saw Rich, of course, uh, over where all the media was at, at Mandalay, a huge layout over there. So there's no doubt in my mind to answer your question that eventually it will come back to Las Vegas again and again. I think the next big thing is about four years from now, the final four is coming into Allegiant Stadium. And, and once once the leagues got past their hypocrisy, uh, regarding sports gambling, uh, it was just a matter of time before they came there once the Raiders had moved in and built the beautiful stadium. And so uh, the CBS people who I knew, they, they had a great experience televising the game. Um, Jim Nance, we talked the next week. I thanked him for some kind words, and, and he said it was, a, it was a great experience for the crew and everything. They had great angles to, to shoot the game. Mike Arnold was the director and uh, – so I think everything everything went, went very well. I think the one problem the league has to address is what to do the week before. The Pro Bowl is a disaster, and 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 that's too bad. Uh, I used to cover it when I was over here in Hawaii, and uh, and we and we had great fun, and the football was a little bit better. So we'll we'll see what the league does, but but overall they've accomplished uh, they've accomplished a whole lot, and and I thought it was a great experience. The great Rem Bus, uh, Musburger joins us right now. You're alluding to Jim Nance's kind words about the NFL Hall of Fame, and Dan Patrick has been very vocal about wondering why you're not in the NFL Hall of Fame, the Pete Rozelle Award. Why do you think, Brent? How is this possible? You know, Susan, I never, I never went into this business uh, dreaming of Hall of Fames or things like that. I, I honestly, it, it was never. It was never a goal of mine. I, I just, you know, I lived the dream. I was around it. Uh, I really appreciated what the NFL today did for me. In fact, the, the whole NFL. But, but I was in, more interested in everything, not just not just the NFL. I was interested in the NBA, college basketball, college football. Uh, you know, it, it was just a dream for me. Obviously, I, you know, thank everybody, Dan Patrick. Your husband, Rich, and uh, certainly Jim Nance, and for all the kind, were never expected. Uh, it surprised me when CBS came to me and said they wanted to do the pregame uh, piece on uh, the NFL today, and I asked me if I would cooperate. I said, you know, absolutely, and uh, all I want in return is four tickets for my sons and grandsons, and they said, done. And so we had a great time, and uh, so many people have come up to me and uh remarked about the show, but you know, Phyllis George, Jane Kennedy, Irv Cross, Jimmy, the Greek, uh, you know, they, they helped make, they, they made that show what it was today and all the great people behind the scenes. Um, you know, I, 
I was never one to live in the past. So, you know, I'm like, uh, last night, you know, before we went out to dinner here, I was watching the Vegas Golden Knights and the great comeback they had. And then the Boston Bruins put them away in the third period. So I'm, I'm very much into tomorrow. You know, I'm, I, I'm fascinated. When, when does Rich run the 40? Has he run it yet, Susie? Your husband, when, when is that? He runs the 40 in April. Don't put me on the spot and tell me, you know, what what's the date? I'll right. text you. But it's coming up, and it's his 20th year running it. He's raised Think about that. $8 million for St. Jude Children's That's Research awesome. Hospital. We're very, very proud of him here. So, I mean, he's going he's gonna to run it at the Rose Bowl. If you want to come over, we can send you a, a, a plane ticket. Yeah. He's going to run it at the Rose Bowl. Yep. All right. I, you know, see, those are the things. I'm interested in what he's going to do with his time and where. Uh, I, listen, Shoei Otani, I'm going to tell you a story. You know, I'm not a fanboy, but I did buy an Otani Angel jersey, and, and I bet the over on the Angels just so I could watch him. And that's going to cost me some money because now i got to buy a Dodger jersey, and, and I'm, I'm just like the Japanese citizenry. I, I'm fascinated about this marriage that he announced. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm more in what, what's going to happen tomorrow. And uh, can my Cubs uh, get into the playoffs and things like that? I, I was, the sports was extremely good to me. I wish I could have played, but I was never that good at anything. But I, you know, I just love being around it and I appreciate the kind words. But uh, I certainly never got into anything saying, I'm going to be a Hall of Fame. No, I don't think so. Uh, in fact, if you ask me about the Hall of Fame, I would say my friend Pete Rose should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame with a notation underneath it that says it, that he was suspended in what year it was for gambling on baseball. I, that's, that's, that's the biggest thought I have about any Hall of Fame. You deserve no asterisk, no note. You deserve to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. You are so gracious, Brent. You're just my favorite guest to have on. And thank you so very much for making the time for me like you always do. You know, I told Rich, Susie, when you come in, I'm always available. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't Zoom with you, but listen, I got my old beat-up pajamas on over here. I why, but anyway, it's always great, Susie. You tell Rich now, get ready for that 40, baby. I will tell him to get limber. Brent, have the most wonderful okay. day in Mahalo. <laughs> Okay, thank you, dear. Take care. Let's go to break. We'll close out the first hour of the show when we come back. This is the Rich Eisen Show, and he is a Hall of Famer. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Where did the nickname Showtime come from? Uh, it was my godfather, Troy Hawkins. Him and my dad, but really him. Every, they would watch me play, and I would make the diving plays and stuff like that in baseball. And they said it, it, that I was always it was Showtime when I was on the field. And so they always used to call me Showtime, especially my godfather, LaTroy. LaTroy Hawkins. That is a name I have not heard in a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Patrick. Um, look, I appreciate you calling in here greatly. And I appreciate the text exchange that I had with you the other day <laughs> where you were gentle in rejecting my suggestion to give you a new nickname of the Patrol. I really appreciate that, Patrol. <laughs> it, was, it was a good idea. I, mean, I just kind of was playing down the nicknames as much as possible as I, uh, at that point. So it's okay. Great. So you're saying you're <laughs> saying works for you. No, no, no. Hold on a second. You, you're saying that it's not a judgment on the actual creativity of the nickname. It's just you attempting to be humble, tamping down any of the accolades right now because you're focused on winning. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I mean, just for me in general, I mean, it's, it's all about the football. It's all about the team. And so I know that the nicknames are a cool thing to do with the social media and everything that's around right now. But uh, for me, it's all about just being a, a teammate and someone that's just a part of this organization and a part of a team that wants to win. So if you had an ego, let's just, let's just again, let's put it in a box here. You have an ego. You don't care about being humble at all. You're just you're just pounding your chest. Nickname of the Patrol. Do you like it? <laughs> be honest. Uh, be honest. I don't know. I've had so, there's been so many nicknames that came out lately, and uh, I'm just gonna kind of keep it at just Patrick right now. You're being polite. I like <laughs> it. Oh, uh, you're being. Yeah, thank you though. I appreciate it. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger's got the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Lovely chat. You have to just say anything but lovely with Brent Musburger. Getting up early on the island to join us. I always am appreciative of his time. And I have so many questions for him. I'm going to have to have him on What the Football because <laughs> he is the kind of guy for a podcast, right? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I want to ask him about... Well, and Mount Rushmore, and there's so stories. many things. Yeah. I mean, Brent's a guy that's seen it all. You know, he was famously with Joe Namath, as he told us, uh, at the Super Bowl uh, back in 1969. And then guy's done everything. Invented uh, NFL pregame shows, essentially, Mike. Yep. Uh, so Brent's an all-timer. He's, he's an absolute legend. And what he's doing right now with gambling, which is obviously something that he ahead, loves to do and loves to talk about. He is in every way, shape, and form ahead of his time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and what a gentleman. And Brent's teaser uh, hit that he that we talked about at the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chiefs in the over, you know. Take the Chiefs up to like plus eight and the over at 40. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I, I don't even understand a minute of what you just said. More importantly, though, the people that do. They love they it. Do. They, they do. Love they love it. Pay so, uh, that man his money. <laughs> they love it. We got two minutes, Jimmy in San Antonio. How are you today? Como esta, senora? Todo bien, gracias. Si. Hey, TJ, just get your butt on the Wemby wagon. Join the Spurs fans. It's okay, dude. I mean... What's, a, what's another pennant on your graphic, huh? I mean, that's a good point. I'm going to get point, crap Jimmy. talked about me regardless, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, why not? And, and, and Jimmy, I've told you, though, my godbrother, his name was Johnny Moore. He played point guard for the Spurs in the late 70s, early 80s. He ran the, the backcourt with um, George Iceman Gervin, so... You know, it, by it, the way, I'm there. George Iceman Gervin was my first poster, by the way. Ooh. Did you have the one where he was sitting on the, 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 the oh, yeah. chair of ice with the basketballs? Every kid did. Mexican, man. black, white, it didn't matter. That poster's that iconic, man. And we called him Junior. Johnny Moore, his nickname down here was Junior back then. Oh, really? Okay. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, so next time you talk to him, say, why did they call you Junior in San Antonio? I will do that. Okay. Susie. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, remember I told you last time I was speaking to the greatest mom ever uh, <laughs> about my friend's daughter that signed with USC. Yes. Uh, would it be okay if I got your email so you could talk with her and her mom? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Taylor can go to practice with you and stuff like that. Why don't you uh, tell Adam in the back, the call screener, and, and get um, leave your number and we'll get in touch. Okay, and then Wimby. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's getting his NBA legs, guys. He's starting to get – because he had to transition from the Euro game to the yeah. NBA game. Yep. He's gotten better and better as the season's progressed to the point where he's going to come up just short of my bet for the Spurs win total, and I'm going to lose money. But I am not <laughs> going to jump off the Wimby wagon. You shouldn't. It's, it's easy to see the progress, and I know we've had tall guys but not with the handles that this kid has. It's getting amazing. Like you said, Brockman and TJ, you just watch him, and it's fun to watch. Absolutely. And to your point about the legs, uh, in January, shot 32% from three. In February, shooting 41% from three. He's really coming into his own. Yeah, yeah Jimmy, thank you so much for the call. Really thank appreciate you, your time. Yeah, and then just the way you forget about it for a second, then he steps back and launches a three. And it's... He was doing it last night. He had five of them. And the degree to which he shoots it. Oh, it's awesome. You've never seen a ball go through the air like that before. No, no, never. We've never seen a player like him. No, it's incredible. All right, a lot more Caleb Williams, a lot more NFL Combine talk when we come back. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, we're still here. Still on Roku. Hi. Hey, Hi everybody. Hey, you know, how we, are you? Hi, Roku. We, we, do, Roku. we do always say we've never seen anyone like Wimby, but I, I've always said this. Ralph Sampson was a player back in the days sure. who was so far ahead of his time, seven foot four inches, could handle the rock, could shoot the rock, you know, wasn't a big man who was entrenched under the basket. I don't think basketball at that time, Chris, was ready and knew what to do with someone of Ralph Sampson's talent and skill level. But now you've seen how basketball has, of course, evolved. And you're looking at, at Crown Vic, and he's to me, and unless someone tells me differently, he's kind of like 
version 3.0 of what Ralph Sampson was back in the early 80s, the mid 80s. Yeah, and a similar body type, obviously. That comparison is there. Mm-hmm. But just the way basketball is played now, especially how it's played in Europe, you see the big guys come over. They can all handle the ball. Uh, they can all shoot. And then you got a player at his size who can handle the ball and who can shoot. And it's like, I mean, I remember when remember we had Ronnie 2K here mm-hmm. from the, from the yeah. video, video game. He was like, Wemby is going to break our game. And Wemby is the type of guy that you'd create and <laughs> as yourself. yourself. Yeah. I'm, the tallest, I'm the tallest guy, uh, <laughs> and I can do everything. Well, this is guy, Wemby is a real-life player who can do all of that. And I, I don't think we're ready for what he's about to become uh, in the next five years. He's 19 years old. I mean, we can't wait to watch him grow up right in front of our it's eyes. It's going to be awesome. Hour two of the Rich Eisen Show, right ahead. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.